All right, hello and welcome, Gista family. You are watching Giving You Something to Talk About Live TV. I am your host, Melissa Kretschler. I'm an identity coach and a spiritual teacher. And apparently I didn't turn my volume off. <laughs> I am coming to you today on today's episode to talk about little kids' big trauma. For anybody watching or anybody catching the replay, please like, follow, and subscribe to the show on whatever social media platform you are engaging on. You can watch us live straight from the website. You can check out our blogs, everything that Just Alive has to offer. You can do that at justalivetv.com. And you can sign up for our newsletter and get, you know, like I said, all the updates on what we've got going on. We've got some exciting things coming. So go and take a look at that. Further to that, if you would like to take, if you would like to get in touch with myself or my co-host, you can do so. Our contact information is in the description of the video. All right. So that leads me to you, Marianne, if you would like to introduce yourself. Thank you, and hello to all our listeners. I'm Marian Nixon. I'm a positive mindset coach. Uh, my background comes is, is in complementary health, where I just very soon after I started working as an aromatherapist and a craniosacral therapist, I realized that good health actually starts in the mind and not the body. And through uh, specifically craniosacral therapy and later emotional freedom techniques, I learned about the impact of trauma and how that affects our minds and ultimately our bodies as well. And that has become my passion now, is helping people recover from even trauma that they don't know they've had, because not all trauma is big and dramatic. Sometimes it can be quite small and seemingly insignificant, but it leaves, particularly with children, it leaves them with a limiting belief about themselves or about how the world works. And they carry that until it can be changed. Absolutely. I love that. And thank you for joining me today. Um, it's actually quite interesting. You and I both work in mindset. We both work in you know, healing those childhood traumas. And I challenge everybody watching this video. I did a TikTok before we went live to say, you know, um, all these things that we grew up hearing, how many of us or how many people are you and I helping who are trying to change that childhood trauma? How many adults are you and I working with today that are still experiencing one form or another of childhood trauma whether it's something small, whether it's something large. I had, and I, and I commented on it on yesterday's video, I had my own childhood trauma in school where my teacher wouldn't, wouldn't allow me to be a part of the Halloween party unless I could do my times tables at the snap of a finger. And I played cards with my husband and my, and my stepson this weekend. And I lashed out because I went to go do math. And when I'm put on the spot doing math, I, my brain shuts down, like it's automatic response. My brain shuts down. I get very uncomfortable because then I feel stupid and I'm trying to figure it out and I can't because my brain won't work. And it's just this emotional response to a childhood trauma of my own. And you and I being mindset experts, we notice that immediately 
so we can change it immediately. But it just goes to show even I still work on that, right? We still work on that daily. We're always trying to change or trying to heal those childhood traumas that some of them are done because of positive experiences. Some of them are done because of negative experiences. But what we're dealing with as adults came from when we were kids. And people yeah. forget that. <laughs> it starts because, well, it, what happens is in early childhood, the brain waves of the child are very slow. It's in theta mode, which is normally a sort of meditation state. Um, I like Bruce Lipton's description of it as the download mode. Yeah. And kids, they, they take in what they hear, what they see, and what they feel. Uh, in, in the feeling intent of what's going on around them. They're very perceptive, even though they may not have the verbal skills to actually articulate things. Yeah. And those and children learn by what they observe. And so whatever patterns of behavior, of speech, of um, dynamic interaction between parents, that becomes their blueprint for life. That's how people, adult people do life and they take that in and they will reproduce it. Unless, and that for me is always the good news is that it is now possible to change that blueprint. We're not stuck with it for life as it used to be the case. Yeah. I created uh, something similar, actually. I created what I call the seven mindset pillars. And it's very similar. And it goes back to childhood where we have the seven most important aspects of our life. We've got our self, our spirituality, our romantic relationships, our friendships, family, our career, and our finances, seven most important, right, for everybody. And so what I did was I created the system and you have the pillars, right? And each pillar is filled up with all of these beliefs. Those beliefs, when they have a roommate or a significant other or a friend that's angry at them or sad at them, if you've never taught them how to be around sad and angry, exactly. how are they going to do that? And so I want to do, I want to do a disclaimer because you mentioned it and I should probably do this on every episode is there's no judgment. If you're a parent who, who helicopters, if you're a parent who, you know, doesn't give control or doesn't give those learning lessons, we're not judging you. If you are happy what, with what you're doing, you are happy with what you're doing and we wish you the best. You can still reach out and contact us. Not a problem. We right acknowledge and accept and love different beliefs. And this is just our perspective. Every episode that we do on Just a Live TV is our own unique perspective. People will agree, people will disagree. We welcome all of it. What mm -hmm. we don't welcome is judgment, ridicule, mm -hmm. rejection, any of those. We don't mm -hmm. allow those on the show, bullying of any kind. Mm -hmm. Um <clears throat> not tolerated. Mm -hmm. But uh it is. We have to teach our children how to, where do you think anxiety comes from? Mm. Panic and anxiety, not, you know, a lack of motivation. All of that comes into them not knowing how to connect and process their emotions. Addiction. And as parents, right, we don't want our kids to go to drugs and alcohol, excuse me, 
Um, when you abuse sex, drugs, alcohol, self-harm, uh, smoking, whatever toxic or harmful behavior our children are getting into, there's a reason for it. They are mm -hmm. either trying to remove an emotion, cope with an emotion, or replace an emotion that they don't have. Hmm. Right. And that's, right. that's, they, they have negative emotions that they don't know or they can't process because they haven't been taught or they don't understand the emotion. And then it leads to numbing that emotion. That's hmm. what all of those addictions do. That's why people become addicts. Hmm. Is because they're numbing an emotion. That, that, and, and, and it goes back to that context, they could be numbing an emotion and, you know, in this topic, they could be numbing an emotion that perhaps they ne never were taught how to be with process, you know, or it was taught as bad versus good rather than that emotion as part of a human. What or are we going to do with it? Or they've never experienced it before. Or they just have never experienced because it was, they were sheltered from it. Um, or, or they experienced it all the time and they're like, uh, something's odd. This isn't, you know what I mean? It could be extremes either way. Yeah. Right. But to your point, there's the numb is the bandaid. There's a wound underneath. What's the wound underneath? What is it that, that they're, they're covering it up by this addictive behavior? You know, what emotion were they not taught to be comfortable with? Yep. Addiction. Um, so whatever habit or whatever is, whatever the addiction is showing, because addiction is in many forms. It's not just drugs and alcohol mm -hmm. and sex, right? right, right. Uh, right. Self-harm is addiction. Right. Um, there's lots. But yeah, yes. the other thing too is, oh, I totally lost where I was going with that. Drugs are kicking in. <laughs> it's okay. Bravo, it's okay. If anybody has... I Taking an anti-nausea medication, it does end up knocking you out. And I took it an hour ago, so I'm 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 starting. She's ready for her nap, everybody. It's nap time soon, right? Soon. Um, it is though. Kids need to learn how to cope. They need to learn how to process. When people say that kids have it easy, they don't. Kids actually have it worse than anybody else because one, they have no control. Two. Mm -hmm. They are indebted and, 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 and under requirements from adults, right? Mm. They are trying to figure out who they are. You think as a parent, right? If you're a parent, even if you're not a parent already and you're just catching this episode, think about your coping skills. Think about how you cope with things. Think about the panic and anxiety you experience, the situations you experience, the cycles that you're still going through. Those all talk about unaligned beliefs, uh, negative life lessons, lessons not being learned, a lack of coping skills. All of that comes down to when you were a kid. Kids have it rough. Every... I think you brought up another good point. I do. And I think that people sometimes, um, you know, what's that? Oh, kids are resilient. I don't know. I don't know how much I believe that to be 1000 gazillion percent true. I think that they're easily effective and affected because of the lack of reasoning skills they have, because what two-year-old has a reason, the, the ability to reason, four-year-old have the ability to see what's going on and, and make a reasoning like, yeah, you know, 
dad shouldn't have, you know, punched mom or, you know, uh, whatever, whatever it is, you know, oh, mom gets angry when I throw food on the floor or they don't have the reasoning ability to understand and to process that. And they take it on and then they develop the beliefs right? Mm -hmm. They have the context, the bill that they have at four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, which is very limited. They, and then they decide things, they make beliefs up and they decide things about who they are as person. And then they walk through life with those decisions and the consequences that come from it. And they show up as adults and go, huh, I don't really know how to cope, or I don't have the skills to deal with an angry roommate or an, uh, you know, I don't know who I am. I don't know who I am. I'm, I'm going to say this, every single one of those issues I deal with as an identity coach, right? Because your identity is made up of your beliefs. It's made up of your emotions, what you like, what you dislike, who you believe you are. Your identity controls 85, if not 90% of your reality. So if you're unhappy, you control that. If you're being abused, if you, whatever, that's different. That's a different ballgame. We're not talking about that. That's the 10 to 15% that we can't control. We can't control the actions of others. We can't control the reactions or the beliefs or the emotions of other people. But we can control ourselves. And if we believe that we're not good enough for our ideal partner, we're going to keep calling in abusive partners. Mm. If we don't feel good enough, um, think of kids in the respect of mom and dad are fighting. That's my fault. Yes. Oh my gosh. All the time. That's right. If you go to your kid's school and they get in trouble at school and you go to the school and you start attacking the teacher, all the blame that they, okay, I did something wrong because they know they did. I did something wrong. I'm not getting in trouble. The teacher's getting in trouble. I'm not culpable. Hmm. I mean, that, that's a whole nother topic too. What are you teaching yeah. your kid by doing it that way versus a different way? What, what, is, what, what's the message that you're sending to your kid? What, you know, I mean, everything has a message, everything, everything. And that's why it's so. I personally think intentional parenting is so powerful because you have a why and a reason behind every strategy that you are trying to implement, you know? And again, it's not the helicopter model. It's not the control. It's just intent. You've sought and thought, if I race over and always rescue my client, I will see you on the next episode. Bye.